Welcome to the Alliance for a Viable Future podcast, where we talk with social impact leaders about how to enliven the good work that we are all doing in order to protect life for the generations to come. I'm your host and founding director of the Alliance, Lev Natan. If you'd like to say thank you, you can leave a review on iTunes, share this with a friend, and make a tax-deductible donation on our website, allianceforaviablefuture.org slash donate. We hope these conversations strengthen our network so that we can grow our collective impact and better coordinate our efforts. Thank you so much for tuning in. Welcome to Alliance for a Viable Future podcast. I am your host, Lev Natan. And today we are going to do a seasonal check-in. I have been putting out a new podcast episode every week since the spring equinox of this year, uh, or actually it might have been even before that, uh, sometime in the beginning of March, we started with six episodes and then every week after that a new episode. And now here we are, uh, the week of July 6th, just had the 4th of July, interdependence uh, is what I'm celebrating and so much going on. And we've interviewed so many amazing people. And I want to really step back and invite you to be on the journey with me and the members of our advisory board, our founder circle, and the community that is taking shape uh, uh, with this alliance for a viable future and, and what we're, uh, what's stoking our fire together. So... Uh, wanted to focus on that and put that in the context of the incredible conversations that we've been having, you know, starting with uh, speaking about generating bioregional climate leadership, you know, asking initially, what can we learn from this pandemic? What can it teach us? And then going into uh, connecting with uh, Dr. Kathleen Allen, leading from the roots, um, learning more about nature-based principles for organizational leadership. I'm just going through each week what we uh, connected with, the magic of circle work with Jala Jabonheim, incredible global leader. And then we took that and focused on how circles are essential for climate leadership here in the Northeast. Uh, And then we got into uh, how circles create uh, healing for generations of of trauma with uh, Suzanne Koplinger. Um, And from there, you know, let's see here, so many things. So uh, you know, I, I don't think I'm going to go through every single person, but the, 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 I really, if you haven't listened to some of these episodes, they're just very deep, very deep and rich. And they speak to um, 
the growing voices of emerging and established climate leadership that uh, is all around the world. And more and more as we move forward and really build our network and alliance here in the Northeast, we're going to really feature uh, our, uh, our alliance uh, members uh, here in the Northeast, what they are doing. Uh, but all, all of the, the topics that we've covered so far all speak to this some level of our curriculum, our climate leadership curriculum, which is self-team alliance. You know, these concentric circles that it starts with you and your choice, your commitment to grow into your edge as a climate leader. We're all being invited right now to be, we're all being called forth to step into a new edge of leadership. Uh, and, and I think all of the uh, people that we have spoken with are doing that in their lives and they're modeling for us uh, what it means to lead by example uh, and, and to answer your unique calling uh, as a climate leader. And what I've said before is that when we speak about climate leadership. We're talking about whole systems awareness. If you go to our uh, join our community uh, page on our website, you'll see uh, a short video where I, uh, or actually it's on the homepage as well, uh, have this 12 sector image of whole systems design. It takes all of us, all hands on deck, every sector of society to contribute to what is necessary for us to regenerate our systems. So I want to go through right now where we are in the development of the Alliance, our thinking, uh, and how it relates to you uh, and how it relates to the conversation we've been developing uh, here in our podcast. So here we are in, in July, uh, and it's clear that you know, from the response to the pandemic or the reaction to it, uh, as well as the movement for black lives, that our degenerative systems, our degenerative human systems are breaking down and the urgency for regenerative systems is becoming ever more present. And what's being called uh, what we're being asked to do is to shift the conversation from short-term self-interest to long-term collective viability. And in order to do that, we need to discipline ourselves to not react to what's going on out there and, and the way the media is portraying it, bringing all the fear and uh, panic and chaos to bear on, on what's happening. We need to find ways to respond consciously and not only to respond, but uh, a colleague today was saying not only to respond, but to generate, to be the authors of the future, to, to generate that viable future. And so in order to do all of this, uh, we need to come together and sit in circles, you know, peer climate leadership circles. And, and that's our mission 
in the Alliance. Uh, our, our mission is to generate a latticework of interconnected peer leadership circles uh, uh, among emerging and established climate leaders all around the Northeast. Uh, and if you're listening to this and you don't live in the Northeast, so oh, well, how do I plug in? Be in touch and maybe you will be involved in seeding the alliance in another bioregion. Uh, but it's very important to establish a focus on uh, bioregionalism and to connect with our place, that we belong here, we belong in relationship with the land, with the ecosystem, and that through that honoring of our place, um, we generate a sphere of influence that we can take good care of our place um, by coming together in circles in a whole systems awareness uh, with a whole systems awareness approach. Uh, and, and through that process, thinking together, feeling together, we're going to generate the courage and wisdom that's needed to chart a course of intelligent action. So that's what we're up to here uh, and, and to place ourselves not only uh, in, in a, a landscape physically, you know, in the land that we live, the Northeast or wherever you live, uh, and, and to honor that place and to put roots down, but also to place ourselves in time. That we're, we're, uh, someone recently told me, you know, we're, we, we're in a wormhole right now. It's, it's a pivotal moment in history right now. And we have our ancestors at our back, you know, for, there's a reason that we're here, you know, not just our human ancestors, but billions of years of evolution has led up to this moment. And then thousands of years of human evolution for us to arrive at this point, and, and there's an opportunity here. Uh, there's such a level of breakdown that there's an opportunity in the, quote, crisis uh, to generate breakthrough. So if we're stuck in fight, flight, and freeze in our nervous system, you know, we're not able to function effectively because we're looking at the story that's being given to us, then we're not going to seize this opportunity to grab it, to galvanize this opportunity. Uh, when we come together in circles, it allows us to connect with ourselves more deeply with each other to establish the resonance and entrainment around our shared commitments to bond around that and then to collaborate and, and to root in to our commitment to a viable future. I'm very excited that through some conversations over the last number of weeks, uh, something that I had put on the back burner when the pandemic started uh, I thought, oh, this is just too much. I don't know. I don't have the bandwidth to, you know, engage this conversation to to hold, uh, you know, this fire at the moment. Uh, through some conversations, it organically reemerged, and I'm talking about the walk. 
for a viable future that we are now uh, going to organize uh, in solidarity with the uh, Indigenous Peoples Day uh, on what used to be called Columbus Day and is now Indigenous Peoples Day on October 12th of this year. And it's going to be an annual event. So we're just getting started this year. And every year it's going to happen in solidarity with Indigenous Peoples Day. And what it is, is a ceremonial walk. A lot of people think about the walk for breast cancer, the walk for hunger. Those are fundraisers and they're wonderful. Uh, and this is not a fundraiser. It's going to be great to you know, have people be generous and to contribute uh, to cover our costs. But the focus is to create a ceremonial walk uh, that in our bodies gives us an experience of moving forward together as one in the direction of a viable future. You know, in our bodies, we're going to walk towards it. That's what we're doing. We're not going to get sidetracked. We're going to move forward and we're going to honor our place and we're going to honor each other and honor the past and, and most of all, actually honor the future and honor the, the children and the generations to come. Uh, and we're going to do it uh, as a decentralized, synchronized event. What that means is... If you, wherever you live, you, you know, if you, like I said, we're focusing on the Northeast, but if you're outside of the Northeast and, and this idea catches fire in your belly, in your heart, in your mind, you can be involved as an organizer of a walk for a viable future in your town, in your city, you know, in your organization. Uh, and it'll all be synchronized and we'll be able to share each other's stories. Uh, of what we're doing on that day and we're going to do it all together uh, so you can do it in your town uh, and find a walk that you want to do with others and if you're whatever happens in October if, if it's a time when you feel like you don't want to be around other people because of the pandemic uh, you can do this alone and and tell your story on social media uh, you know hashtag walk for a viable future uh, so it's, 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 a th it's something that everyone can participate in and, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, next year, like I said, it's going to grow in scope. Um, and we're going to not just have it be a one day event next year, but, uh, it'll be a whole weekend event leading up to the walk with, um, local events in each community you know, musical events, panel discussions, workshops. So it'll, de it'll be a decentralized, uh, uh, really latticework of a conference about a viable future um, centered around this walk for a viable future. So really excited to share that with you. And what we're doing to organize it is to bring together a core community uh, for, uh, of the Alliance for a Viable Future. Uh, so over the last three years, uh, we have brought together an advisory board that's met uh, 
on, in an ongoing way. And then uh, less than a year ago, about nine months ago, I started having conversations with people about generating a founder circle. And so that's like the second ring. If you look, think about the rings of the trees, um, when you look at a, a tree stump, you know, how the, the growth rings. And now we're taking on this third growth ring, allowing it to grow organically. Uh, and if you feel called and, and, and you resonate with it, you can go to allianceforviablefuture.org slash community. If you just go to our website, allianceforviablefuture.org, and then you look at the, you know, the menu, it just, you know, look up, join our community. And there's a short video describing what the focus is, but it's really what I'm saying right now. Uh, this focus on first organizing together this walk for a viable future in, in just three or four months, you know, October 12th, and then generating the relationships, the connectedness, uh, that's going to lay the foundation, lay the groundwork, the root structure of the peer climate leadership circles that are going to be piloting in the beginning of January 2021. I'm going to say the goal is at least two circles of 12 people. Uh, so think, is, is that me? Do I want to be in one of these circles? And what does that mean? Uh, it's, it's going to be a year-long commitment to be with 12 other emerging and established climate leaders uh, who work in organizations in every sector of society focused here in the Northeast. And there'll be a combination of online Zoom calls as well as in-person retreats, uh, you know, depending on where we are in time with with the pandemic but god willing uh, we'll we'll be able to meet uh in in small groups uh in the northeast you know for a day-long retreat or a whole weekend you know depending on what the situation is but that curriculum and that uh you know timeline of how those cohorts are going to function is is being created right now we already have the blueprint as i mentioned of the curriculum so that's what we're doing here in the alliance you know starting with this walk after all these relationships have already been built you know the the, the soil has been tilled for a number of years but this podcast with the um, circles that i've already mentioned uh, being involved and that's going to, um, like I said, create the, the, the ground in which we're going to plant the, uh, the piloting of our climate leadership cohort program uh, starting in the year 2021. And the, the, as I've mentioned in other episodes, the theory of change for the Alliance necessitates that we scale that we take this to a critical mass here in the Northeast. And I've mentioned, I think in the first podcast on generating Northeast climate leadership, that 7,000 people being involved in this organization is going to generate a critical mass here in the Northeast. It's going to have a powerful ripple effect uh, throughout the population. 
you can go back to that episode to kind of hear the details of that. Uh, but uh, in the last, you know, in, 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 the, in the coming years, we're going to scale these circles. Uh, so, uh, you know, we'll have different circle facilitators. We're going to have a circle facilitator uh, training so that if you want to be a circle facilitator, uh, you can do that. If you have a background in that or you, you know, want to create uh, that skill set for yourself. Um, and the focus of this particular circle facilitation, which I've mentioned before, is whole systems awareness and holding our seat, holding our place in the circle as a representative of the future generations. That's the whole purpose. And as we move forward through the curriculum, we start with self. You know, how can I up my game right now? You know, what responsibility and opportunity and privilege do I have to take my climate leadership to the next level? Again, it's not just about environmentalism, right? It's not just about the uh, climate of uh, global warming uh, and, and the, the sea levels rising and so on and so forth. It's the social climate as well. It's the psychic climate, the, you know, the psychology, you know, whatever sector of society you contribute to, you're having an impact. You know, I, I think of uh, the work of Charles Eisenstein and we are part of a uh, butterfly effect, you know, a, a chaos theory reality you know, science knows this already, the, the quantum uh, physics level, that there are so many subtle interactions. And when we respond to the call within us and, and we understand it, though, the, the awareness of it within a context of climate leadership, within a context of we're generating a viable future and we're connected to others who are playing their role and that we're collaborating uh, it makes a huge difference. And we don't know the ripples that we're going to have uh, when we take our game to the next level on this level of self, you know, and there's an online curriculum. If you go to the community page and I'm going to have it available in other places as well, uh, you can start to engage in a, a five minutes a day curriculum uh, with, with videos and questions and some writing uh, about what that means, about critical mass, about uh, taking your game to the next level, your energy, your vision, your action. And then we get into the second ring, uh, which is team, team resonance. And, and that happens through circle work. Through circle work, we build trust. Through trust, we develop the courage and wisdom. That's how circles work. When, when we come together in circles, like this, uh, trust builds, and then that trust generates the, the courage and wisdom that we need right now. It allows us to move from hopelessness, which is present in the psyche, so present with all that's going on, to passive, not just passive hope, which is I'm going to sit on the sidelines and, and look at the inspiring people that are doing things, but to active hope which is I'm going to be involved. I'm going to be a player. I'm going to get onto the court. I'm going to get onto the field and play at a level that is inspiring, but not overwhelming. That's why we're talking about growing edge, your growing edge. And then the last 
piece is alliance building. Uh, that's, that's that third level. And that's what happens when we build our self capacity, our leadership capacity. And we, we have functional, potent teams that we're working with. Then we have that capacity to really move mountains, uh, in our alliances to generate that collective impact to unleash our potential and that's what we're talking about with this alliance over time over the the coming years we're thinking about this next 10-year period here that as we scale we're going to develop a collective unified voice uh, and, and really be specific and crystallize a declaration for a viable future. So in all those 12 sectors of society, what does it look like to have a viable future? Where, When my son, who's 10 months old right now, when he turns 10 years old, what do we need the world to look like so that he can have a safe, healthy, vibrant community and region to live in what about when he's 30 years old when he in 2050 you know so so that's that declaration for a viable future that we're going to generate together and we're going to lead it by example we're going to lead by example and we're going to invite organizations businesses and towns communities municipalities cities and states uh, to get on board with this declaration much like the United Nations uh, Sustainable Development Goals. But this is from the grassroots up, you know, seeding our bioregion. How does it look in our area? You know, we have the thought leadership from amazing uh, organizations at the forefront of climate solutions uh, like Project Drawdown. And that's a global think tank, uh, Paul Hawkins edited a book, if you haven't heard about it yet, called Drawdown. I highly recommend it. Uh, but that's a global organization. And we at the Alliance are about integrating that global uh, thought leadership into a place-based reality of what what is it like when all of our organizations are collaborating and generating new initiatives and as we build that and uh you know the, the support grows and we get uh large organizations involved we're going to be able to fundraise uh, significant uh revenue for grants and uh the initiatives that are being generated by the emerging and established climate leaders in our network in our membership so you know that's how we're developing this you know step by step you know if you if you jump in now here in July of 2020 you're going to be able to meet the core community the advisory board the founder circle we're all working together in different aspects and focusing to get this first walk for a viable future off the ground uh, and to generate the movement literally in our bodies but also the movement of this message uh, of doing circle work 
for the sake of the generations to come. And so then next year, uh, we'll have this uh, piloting of our cohorts. We'll have circle facilitator trainings. And that will just continue to scale to the level of crystallizing our declaration for a viable future and uh, generating uh, the revenue to uh, fund initiatives um, and, and to really move mountains here in the Northeast so that in 10 years, we're proud of what we've done. And we can uh, say we've done everything in our power to uh, lay the ground for uh, our children and the generations to come. So that's where we are today. Uh, and at this season uh, of uh, the summer of 2020 with the Alliance. So uh, I hope there is something in this that you're connecting with and, and that will move you to get involved in our Alliance or in some capacity with the solution, the pathway forward towards a viable future. To take a deep breath and say, I am rooting into being an emerging and established climate leader, to leading by example and to being a representative of the future generations. Uh, we see ourselves as unity in motion here at the Alliance. So thank you so much. And I look forward to speaking with you next week. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode and connected with a valuable insight that will help you in your everyday life, nourish your deeper wisdom, and strengthen your courage to show up for the task at hand. If you'd like to say thank you, you can leave a review on iTunes, share this with a friend, and make a tax-deductible donation on our website, allianceforaviablefuture.org slash donate. Thank you so much again for supporting this vital work. This podcast was produced by Jonas Ode and Lev Natan with sound engineering by Jonas Ode. It featured our original theme song, a rendition of ULA, an African folk song traditionally sung while paddling in unison downriver, with Jason Hoosier on guitar and vocals, with Eva Geyser on vocals and percussion, and Sean Hoots on vocals. Thank you to our guests for sharing your time and wisdom with our Alliance community. Thank you to our advisory board, Founders Circle, members, and listeners for supporting this work. Together, we are building a viable future.